Previously on Roll for Blank, you've been fighting the gloom at the heart of the abyss and used a bunch of items that you uh, had heretofore forgotten that you had. Uh, Tedson reached through a portal to take a mirror and then also got a Tommy gun. And you're in the middle of the fight and you've been you've been pushing this this evil gloom back on the ropes and it finally ran away because it took too much damage. And now it's opened up a portal releasing a bunch of monsters that you've already fought before. Two vampires, two robots, and two gator men. And we are still in the thick of battle. Now it's, it's back to Miski's turn. Miski. This is, this is just exhausting. It's just never ending. Uh, okay. We, what do we know? We know about robots. Uh, we're susceptible to eyeball stealing, suicide. Uh, gator men uh, were susceptible to party. <laughs> and yeah, you didn't really have to fight the Gator Men before. <laughs> in fairness, the Gator Men had a two? had a charming charming Cajun accent, and you <laughs> decided to give them the lotion, and they turned into a, into a girl band, not unlike the Spice Girls. So, uh, really what were the other two that. enemies that just dropped from the two vampires? And and uh, vampires they they had hard time with light bomb light light bomb. Light, light bulb. Uh, okay, we need we need lotion, eyeballs, and sunscreen. Sun, sun, sunshine. Sun. I don't know what. Flint, what do you have in your bag? Uh, it sounds like you've just given me a grocery list. You said we need ocean, <laughs> eye drops, and sunscreen. Are we going to Arizona? <laughs> it is spring training. Uh, okay, so. I guess I reach into my bag of the random shit we've gathered and <laughs> I pull out, uh, I pull, I reach through and, you know, I, I pull out the empty bottle of tonic and the uh, oil of righteous strike. And I throw that behind me uh, the abyssal compass. I throw that over my shoulder. I keep digging, I keep digging and I reach in like it's, you know, a normal size bag. But then I reach in like Mary Poppins style and reach around and pull out an entire wardrobe and start going through that. I don't. There's a lion and a witch in there, but yeah, well, throw the that shit away. Fighting. And are I the the out. lions persistent? Are they still out uh, in the the ring? Oh yeah, they should be. Yeah. So you've got you've got two lions, Rory and Lorelai. You've got spiritual mm-hmm. weapon, Luke. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Doom, Dr. Doctor, Luke Von Doom. Dr. Luke Von Doom. So so while... He has his hat uh, backwards. He's just wearing the backwards hat. <laughs> to the hide the mask. scar on his forehead. <laughs> that he's so bummed out about. Uh, while Flint is digging around looking for lotion and uh, robotic eyeballs and um, it, was, it was like a light potion or something whatever um you Misky, a potion of sunlight potion of sunlight that's uh-huh. what worked i think i think we used it all yeah we we used all of those things already uh while he's looking around for those uh misky is going to cast fire elemental to uh to throw another friendly thing into the the mix so we've got two lions and 
uh, a spiritual weapon and a fire elemental fighting on our behalf. So we can maybe take a breather, uh, patch it up a little bit. Yeah, you all just step back and just like rooting like, yeah, go do it. Yeah. And all of a sudden this whole thing, yeah, feels like some sort of sports arena where you have Gloom on one side wearing his colors and we're on the other side wearing ours. (laughs) (laughs) Ra, ra, Siskumba, go lions oh are we rooting for the lions uh banishers were the banishers yeah you banishers you you congregated several episodes ago banishers congregate yeah but we were named <laughs> named the banishers by like the bringer of our doom so i don't i'm not really bound to that name i like <laughs> i like to think that orpheus gave you the name banishers i think cinnamon kind of passed the buck on that responsibility yeah she didn't have time for naming us yeah, she had a lot of evil to do. Uh, she she wasn't a good marketing mind. She was really, you know, focused on operations. And, you know, Orpheus <laughs> was really their brand manager. Okay. So I guess our group of surrogates fights their group of surrogates in Afghanistan. Is that what we're doing here? Yeah, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing a proxy war. war. Yeah. <laughs> God. Until some country rewrites its constitution, we're still number one, baby. All I right. start focusing on uh, developing our moon program. Ooh, can uh, can communism win this one? <laughs> it 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 has a real chance. I really think it does. I think you'll find that communism was winning all along. Oh, <laughs> and Misky, this is perfect for you. <laughs> it's not so bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> so yeah, Misky, you're up. What are you What are you gonna have your your things do? So my fire elemental. Um, takes two two melee attacks plus six to hit, and does ten points of damage per hit. Fire damage. Two. So, which thing are they attacking? The the vampires, the robots, or the Gatorman? The vampires. Great. Yeah, that's a good choice because vampires weak to fire. They don't like weak it to so fire. much. Yeah. Also, the Gatormen were really nice. They uh, they fed us, and they just wanted a lotion party for like a hundred years. We just wanted a little gumbo, you know. Uh, it's not, it, oh, we ain't so bad. That was uh, that was surprisingly comfortable for Nate to slide into that. <laughs> okay, uh, plus six okay. to hit. Ooh, uh, first one is a crit twenty. Damn. Okay. Yep. And the next one is a one. <laughs> okay. Great. So yes, yeah, uh, so the the first vampire, the fire elemental, is just going to to kill. Like a uh, a a stake of flame comes out of the fire elemental's arm and hits that vampire right in the heart, and pop, just just everywhere. One vampire is dead. The the uh, fire elemental is then going to try to do like one of those cool like finger flip moves to point the stake in the direction of the other vampire, but he's going to fumble it. And mm-hmm. it dropped the fire stake to the ground. It's going to dissipate. And then the vampire is just going to like laugh at him. Ha 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 Blah. Blah. Uh, Blah. So yeah, Misky, do you have any other actions? Nope, that's it. Just okay. still floating, uh, bark skinned, glistening. Ready to go. Flint, yep. you're up. Uh, yeah, I pull up my talky rock and I listen to my offensive coordinator who says that we should try a, uh, a bootleg. And so the, <laughs> the spiritual Dr. Doom goes around and immediately takes the snap, I guess. <laughs> so Dr. Doom will attack 
the two robots and the lions will attack the alligators. Okay. <laughs> and, but we um, are natural so we enemies, Cher. <laughs> I, I was trying to decide whether I should try to do like a Nigerian accent or some like sub-Saharan. And I'm just not going to. That was a nice no, try. I think that's why. You to yeah. get me to slide into that. Instead, the lions have been in captivity their whole lives. So way to rub that in, Nate. DM. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, hey, they've just so been, they <clears throat> they've been living in pauldrons, you know. Yeah. In that pauldron life. Uh, the popper and the pauldron. I don't know. Uh, so they attack the standing on the shoulders of greatness. Going, oh, there we go. <laughs> I'll claw, take it. claw, claw, bite, bite, claw, bite, claw, claw. So they roll. Uh, they attack first. And they're attacking the robot, or no? They're attacking the the Gatorman. The Gatorman. Uh, let's see. I rolled a 27, hit a 17, and a 22, and a 8. No, 16. Three of those hit, but the 16. Okay. Uh, and so they each, I'm kind of doing this in aggregate. So I just rolled 40-20s. And then, so they do, let's split it with uh, 22 damage. So 11 on each, or 5 and. 17 however you want to do that yeah 11 each seems reasonable we'll do that okay okay uh and then uh dr doom raises up in all his arrogance and grabs the two robots by the head and smashes them together i rolled a 19 yeah that'll hit that'll hit the robots okay. uh, what sort I'll of let damage you just... do you want this to do well it's dr doom okay so dr doom knows robots right dr he doom does. is the bo jackson of robots Therefore, <laughs> I'm going to say that this is a 3D12 situation. Uh, 24. Okay, so it's going to do oh, wait, 12 do damage to each anything? one. Yeah, perfect. All right. And then, so that was the team. And then uh, uh, Flint casts uh, Heal Miski, which is a very special spell just designed to give Miski some health points back. It's customized. It's, it's from your, your private fragrance line. That's right. It, <laughs> It starts from the uh, lack of a belly button. <laughs> yeah, there's the the commercial's wild too because Charlize Theron is just like naked in a in a reflecting pool and she walks out and she turns gold and then that's and then we're supposed to yeah. know that it's heel Miski. Also, also no belly button. Yeah, <laughs> nope, because she's Eve, baby. Uh, okay, Miski, take some health back. Uh, how many? <laughs> Dealer's choice. Uh, let's see. Do, I'll do, do this as bless. Do okay. Do bless. That works. Because otherwise, I was going to give you a potion to roll, but do bless. <clears throat> oh wait, no. Bless is the wrong thing. Cure wounds. That's what I wanted. Cast tag blessed. Twenty two. <laughs> twenty two. <laughs> twenty two. All right. Very good. Tedzin, you're up. Um. So who of the minions is everyone still up? Well, so one vampire is completely dusted. So you have one vampire at full health, you have uh, two gator men who are getting close to half health, and you have two robots that are uh, about uh, two-thirds health. Okay, great. Uh, I would like to spray my Tommy gun in the general direction of the robots. Great. Did Tedson didn't need to reload? Is there... Did he, he just already knew that from past life? He, he pulled this Tommy gun out of... Uh, all of time and space so not only does it not need to reload but it it just has a, a sort of implied 
functionality. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, 14 to hit. Okay. You will hit that- the robots. Okay. Okay, Ted's, and you hit with the spray of bullets. You, you need a 3d12 roll? Uh, I just got it. It's going to be 15. 15. All right. Okay. So the robots will take eight. Well, they'll take seven each. Okay. So those 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 robots just take uh, another hail of bullets. I, I assume you've still kind of got the cigarette still burning in your mouth. So you're just like sneering and firing willy nilly. And it's doing. Uh, it's which doing is supposed to damage. give you plus one to everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. So actually, uh, uh, so you did one more damage to each one. Hot dog. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm keeping up with this shtick until I can think of another one. Great. Okay. Good. Okay. And uh, now it is the robot's turn. So the uh, robots will fire their plasma cannons toward Flint. One of them will anyway. The first of the robots. And uh, th- so that plasma cannon attack... That's going to be a uh, 24 to hit. Hits. Okay. And that's going to be 19 damage from the plasma cannon. Ooh, I have advantage against robots. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> I should, though. Because you know binary? Because I know binary. You can predict zero, 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 one. <laughs> one, one, uh, one, one. So, yeah, 19 damage. The second robot is also going to fire at you. And that's a natural one. So this robot is actually going to hit itself. <laughs> shoots itself for 16 damage with its plasma cannon. Does mm, not compute. Mm. This is not good. I have hurt myself. And okay, the vampire. Infinite loop. Infinite loop. Oh, the vampire is going to turn into a bat and fly up to attack Misky. Ah. And Misky, that is a, uh, let's see, that's a 27 to hit. Yep. Okay. How many? Come on, Misky. Couldn't you bat that away? No. I, I do not participate in pun-based humor. And it's going to bite you for 20 damage. 20? Uh-huh. Yep. And roll a d20 real quick. Roll... That's a two. You taste terrible, so the vampire bat uh, just, like, <laughs> vomits. It takes two damage from vomiting because your blood does not taste like the blood it was looking for, and it's going to back away from wanting to attack you. Uh, for the next turn okay and <laughs> wait now the... wait no, just j- i have to just quick aside so the role was that you already knew that misky tasted terrible that was just a role for how terrible <laughs> no no you you confirmed if you had rolled over if you had rolled over a 12 you were going to taste really good oh, and the vampire okay. was going to do an additional bite <laughs> but but luckily you tasted bad so <laughs> the two it all worked out made me think that you were just making a cannon that forcing it that Misky tasted terrible. Obviously he tastes terrible. No, no, I mean, this is a situation where Misky definitely didn't wash his neck recently. (laughs) And that's what the two represents is that there was just like, there's the bark. There's all sorts of grossness going on. It's just, it's just not right. right. Yeah. Carry on. Okay. And uh, now the Gator men are going to attack. So one is, one of them is going to throw a, uh, uh, a tail lash at Ted. So Ted, that's a uh, that's a twenty-seven to hit. I assume that hits. Yes, it does. And that tail lash is going to do twenty damage. No. And he's going to say, "Take a taste of that gumbo." Additional damage. And the other the other Gator Man is going to uh, lunge at Flint to try to bite him, and that's going to be a natural twenty. 
misses. <laughs> and so it's that's cannon. going to be uh, 40 bite damage. Uh, shucks. He's going to say, I am mad because my teeth, my teeth are, are hurting. <laughs> Just like a water boy say. I got all them teeth and no toothbrush. And no toothbrush. <laughs> Medulla oblongata. Okay. Now we're back to Misky. Miss is going to do three Eldritch Blasts. And then is it the Fire Elemental's turn? Or does. Yeah, he's on his own. You can do it in either order. Yeah. You can do your attack or the Fire Elemental can attack, but your Fire Elemental doesn't take your free actions away either. So if there's like a thing that you can do, like use an item or throw a grenade, whatever. Now, Misky has no items and he's still just, he's just floating around trying to maintain whatever concentration he has at blips of a candy landscape to populate the environment. Uh, he's going to cast all three blasts at the vampire bat thing fluttering around him. Great. Which I'm guessing is too close to too close for missiles switching to guns. I, yeah, I would I would do do these attacks. I'm hesitant to have you do them at disadvantage because the, the vampire bat is also like still in this moment kind of puking because you tasted so bad. So he's not moving as quickly as he should be. So What's yeah, we'll, with just, that bat? we'll we'll just be normal. Misky. Yeah. <laughs> well we will advantage the disadvantage. Uh for, first one is a twenty-two. That'll hit. Second second one's a twenty-four. That'll hit is a 14 that will miss miss i need 2d 10 7 plus that's a 17 damage damn all right very nice and then the fire elemental is still going after oh the other vampire is turned into the bat flew away so whichever whichever hench person is nearest robot or gator really it's it's fire elemental's choice everybody's pretty close together they're kind of in a in a line uh he's gonna go for gator okay two gators two swipes it is plus six to hit so that's a 17 to hit and an 11 to hit 17 will hit 11 will not does two four 11 damage all right flint you're up uh, okay, so my squadron of deplorables attacks and the two two lions attack whatever robots are left. They're both robots are standing, so yeah, you can go after those robots. Okay, so a lot of people don't know this, but ro- lions hate robots. Uh, it's a it's fact. True. I just no. I mean, it I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw a Chiron from an. Uh, NFC on Fox, where uh, the Detroit Lion did beat up a robot football player. <laughs> that, that's exactly what happened. And that wasn't uh, some sort of 3D animation. That was just filming from the natural environment. Yeah. Uh, I believe David Attenborough uh, voiced over that segment you're referring to. He did. I mean, he, he talked a lot about Flint's water problem, but then it, he really cut <laughs> right to the issue of, of destroying robots and how, you know, yeah. post Barry Sanders, lions are totally not interested in robots. No. The last robot died with Barry Sanders. Okay, so they attack with some paw swipes and some bites. Great. Okay. And <laughs> one of us had to bail the bit, right? Yeah, no, it, it wasn't going anywhere. It was it was terrible. No. 
we need uh, we need okay. a, a a shepherd's crook at some point. Yeah. Uh, okay. A seven. Wait. Uh, Twenty-five hits. Uh, they all disappeared. Twenty-six hits and fifteen, and then a miss. Yep. Three hit. Three hit. Okay. Uh, that does whatever amount of damage we made up last time. How about we split? <laughs> yeah. What did we say? <laughs> I hope you wrote that down. Because I didn't. I, I totally did and didn't just make up a roll. Um, Somebody check the tape. Uh, about, 14 yeah. each. Great. That works. Okay, one of the robots is just torn down. The lion just hops on, mauls it, and just like rends it uh, robotic limb from robotic limb. There is, <laughs> there is oil squirting everywhere, and it starts singing... Daisy, Daisy, give me <laughs> your answer. True. And the other one is is severely wounded, but not yet dead. Uh, and then Dr. Luke Von Doom, <laughs> I guess. Copyright. <laughs> Roll for blank. Who, who else is left? There, there's a vampire, a robot, and two Gatormen. It's an episode of the real world, guys. People. Uh, so Dr. Luke Von Doom grabs the other robot and angrily throws him at one of the Gatormen. Great. Okay. Uh, do a strength check. Okay. Do we have a agreement of what Dr. Doom's plus on strength is? Dr. Doom gets a plus eight on strength because okay. he's Dr. Doom. And he rolled a 21. Okay. Yep. Great. So he's going to effectively throw that robot. Uh, so now let's see. We got to do collision damage here. The Gator Man is gonna be okay. Bro, that robot. All right, I'm gonna do uh, 3d8 for the collision. Okay. So the robot will take 17 damage, and the Gatorman will take 17 damage. Uh, so this kills the robot on impact. It just like breaks into pieces. The Gator Man, who is hit by the robot, is uh, is just like super bleeding. There is now milk on the screen for the for the listener and a cookie. Oh, a cookie is being dipped. This is this is the most dramatic cookie dipping that we've ever seen. Now we're leaving it in too long. It's gonna get soft. It's gonna be dangerously Ooh, and soft. And a piece falls off. Oh, oh, he loses a chocolate chip. It's really Chips unfortunate. Ahoy. You thought his coach would have spent more time with him. So yeah, one of the so the last robot is now dead. Last robot is down. Uh Gator Man down and prone, severely injured, just jambalaya everywhere. And <laughs> Ted's in it's your uh, turn. Wait, no, Flint, wait, you still I, have an attack. Flint you still, have, you still have a non-minion attack because I forgot we're playing Pokemon right now. Go ahead. <laughs> Flint casts Cafe Olay and Cafe <laughs> Dumont and <laughs> Beignet and blows powdered sugar all over everyone and uh, heals his team up using... Uh, cure wound, no, uh, whatever the other one is. Prayer of healing. Surely, oh, I did take that long rest. So, teammates, you each get 29 healing. Ooh. Yay. Plus, uh, Flint, don't forget, or not Flint, that's me. Tedson, <laughs> don't forget, you're getting 12 <laughs> HP of healing every round. Yeah, Tedson, you, you almost can't possibly be too far down at this point because you keep getting 12 yeah, every time your turn be... comes up yeah no i i still feel great <laughs> you look great immortal. well guess what ted it's your turn <laughs> Wee! Yeah. Sure. 
turn. All right. Well, um, I would like to <laughs> uh, attack the Gatorman when he's down because he's a classy guy. Get him. And then hopefully, I can, can I do some sort of like, I would like to do some sort of matrix cartwheel to uh, perhaps attack both Gatorman. Okay. Um, yeah. So you're going to do a, a Kufare. Sure. <laughs> Wait, there's a name for it? Well, I mean, it's it's uh, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna basically turn their misfortune into your gain. So, yeah, I think that's what Kufare is in French. It's like coup d'état, but it's a uh, Kufare. Uh, so yeah, okay. Use that one later. So so here's uh, what I'll let you do. You can you can attack the first Gatorman, and as long as that attack okay. lands, you will take an additional attack, and you'll still be able to take your second action after that. Um, okay, I got a 15. Okay, that will hit that prone gator man. <laughs> uh, wonderful. And then... You don't even have to roll damage. He has one HP left. You know, you can't roll a zero with uh, whatever well, you're I, I would like to do. see how, how much negative HP I can get him. So I rolled a 25 damage on that guy. Great. Negative 24 and, then. And... <laughs> he, is wailed, <laughs> he is wailed upon. He's He is uh, just thrown back through time his ancestors are like ouch it's terrible <laughs> all right and then am i just rolling to hit the other yeah yeah so roll to hit the other one uh 14 that will not hit because this guy's standing but you still have your next Ooh. attack i don't know i'll do like a pirouette and hit him across the cheek with my sword okay uh, that'll be a 17 to hit that hits Wonderful. And has he, is the remaining gator, has he attacked anybody in the last, uh, in, on his last turn? Like um, engaged yeah, anybody yeah in the last time, turn? the last time that he, he was uh, able to do something, he definitely attacked someone. Okay, I'm going to fillet him then. Uh, I do nine damage uh, with the sword attack, and then okay. I get 66 uh, sneak attack damage right. since he's <laughs> occupied. Great. And, and then... So that will be, do I get plus one for each additional attack? Um, no, I, I'm pretty sure I get, I'm getting a plus one bonus from somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're getting a plus one bonus from the uh, cigarette. From the cigarette. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as the cigarette is butting up to the filter, um, I would like to carve a T into the cheek of the remaining gator, doing uh, 33 damage. Great, yep. Yeah, and you have killed him. And in, in, with his dying breath, he says, oh, I, I wish I were luggage. And he dies. <laughs> but, you're, but you've now officially branded him. You've got, there's a T, and you have a new Gator Man style of bag that is very fancy. Both Gator Men are now dead, and all that remains is a vampire. Ted, do you have any other attacks? Uh, no, I'm just going to let you know now, though. I'm going to try and uh, make a Gator Skin suit out of the room. The, the two, the two Gatorman. Okay, great. Yeah, you can wow. you can be doing that while this is while while the vampire attacks. That sounds good. Are you going to Perfect. start the taxidermy process right now? Yeah, I've told I've totally checked out. Great, I cast okay, cool. taxidermy. <laughs> the uh, the the vampire is going to kind of do a uh, quintuple take at all of the the decimation around. And then is going to decide that it doesn't really have anything to lose because it's been plucked out of space and time and thrown into this uh, gladiator circle. And it's going to turn into a bat and fly at Misky. 
and it's going to attempt to bite you, and that is a 25 to hit, Misky. It's going to hit. How do I taste? Let's find out. Roll that 20. It's a this feels six. like a game show. Okay, you, st- you still taste bad, so you're only going to get bit the one time. How does Misky and that's, taste? And uh, that's a 20. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 23 damage from the bite, and the vampire has, has no other attacks, and it's Misky's turn. And Misky, you have really an attack of opportunity because the vampire's the bat is right there, and it is your turn. So you get a free action to do something, and then uh, you can take your normal action. Misky is uh, so enraged; he takes a uh, uh, an out of character rage swipe with his coffee cup. <laughs> Great! <laughs> to do an angry boop. An angry boop, perhaps the first actual physical attack he has ever done on any living being ever. I mean, technically, this is undead, but sure. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Great. The streak is intact. (laughs) So it's a two-handed swipe with a coffee mug. (laughs) Just draw it across the body, hit with the reinforced ceramic-y bottom. Uh, it is a ten to hit. It's it's gonna miss. You're gonna you're gonna swing right by this little bat <laughs> with your coffee mug in a rage. However, well, maybe in rage or frustration, can he swipe again? <laughs> well, what I'm gonna do is yes, you can swipe again, but I'm going to have you roll a d20 real quick to see what the slosh potential is for the contents of the mug. Ooh, the contents of mug. I have a, a its own attack bonus. I know. <laughs> Ooh, 19. That's a 23 to hit with the contents of the mug. Yeah, so so even though you miss on the swipe, the 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 force of the swipe leaves all of this liquid comes pouring out and just covers this bat. And it's perpetually hot because your mug, as we all know, has been canon throughout the entire run of this series. Uh, it's perpetually <laughs> hot no matter what, it, as long as if it's in I the may, mug. the the description of the mug is the mug is nigh indestructible never spills unless necessary and keeps beverages scalding hot in perpetuity. Yep. So there you go. So roll damage on that. Let's say 2d10 minus two. Nice. Eight. Okay. And one, nine, seven, seven damage. Okay. Well, yeah. So seven damage. Okay. And now take your second attack. So now you can bring the mug back up, bring the mug back up and take a second swat doing 16 16 hit. hit yep that hits great and that'll be 2d6 3 4 plus 4 8 8 bopping damage 8 bopping damage roll that d20 to see if we sloshed again we sloshed a 18 okay that yeah more contents are coming out so roll the <laughs> contents damage i have 10 8 8 more yeah, so you you miss on the swipe, but a splash of scalding hot liquid rolls all over this bat, this this vampire that is turned into a bat, and it's just you know writhing in pain as it as it floats, and all of this is happening so quickly that this is Matrix bullet time style, and then you come back and you boop it again right in the jaw, and then there's sloshing that happens after that, so yet another shower of hot liquid falls on it, and this bat is in a bad way. I, I love that you described it with a the Matrix-style action movie cutaway of a blind man swatting at a bat with a coffee mug. Yeah, if you can just imagine uh, a... 
<laughs> hey, I mean, we've all been there, or we will. We've all been there. 2021 is coming. Um, uh, all right. Flint, you're up. Um, I guess I my team of henchmen at this point uh, does all their attack, their normal attacks. Okay, great. Uh, so, let's yeah, let's, see. let's do the lions first, because lions have good vertical leap. They can probably reach a bat. Oh, yeah. Lions are the bat's natural enemy in the wild. Yeah. I mean, I've seen countless documentaries that, that say exactly that. So I rolled a 27. That's going to hit. A 26. That's going to hit. 25, and then that, a 14. All three, the first three will hit. Okay. Then they do a Reginald V. Johnson, Van Johnson. What? 12 plus 5 plus... 17 damage. Split that up as you will. Oh, wait, yeah. I guess it's one thing. It's just one thing and all 17 damage. The the uh, the lions, the spectral lions, Rory and Lorelai, they, they jump into the air and swat at this bat. And the bat comes falling down to the ground and they, they literally just kind of play with their prey for a moment and then they chew on it and they make witty observations about the way women and men act in romantic situations. For five to ten minutes, and I've you have defeated all of the monsters. <laughs> You've defeated all of the monsters that were summoned from the portal, and the gloom returns. Oh, you're no fun. Fine, let's finish this then. I I tire of your nonsense. And the gloom is going to attack you all uh, upon returning, and coming at you with that wonderful drown in darkness, and that is a uh, sixteen to hit. I, I hide behind my gear. Does 16 hit anyone? I don't think it does. Nope. Ty goes to the runner. Yeah, yeah. It, it would match your armor class, so you deflect exactly that much. Uh, it hits me, but I'm hiding behind the mirror. Okay, yeah, so you'll deflect this back. Here's what's going to deflect back in a bit of just delicious dramatic irony. 39 damage. Damn. So he comes rolling. This this just disgusting monster comes rolling back onto the scene after you killed all of the creatures that he summoned from different aspects of the abyss and thinks, okay, I got you now. And he misses everybody but Ted. And Ted just holds the mirror up in a very, uh, trying to think of times when things are reflected in pop culture. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the lamest of them all? It's Mr. Gloom. Yeah. Yeah, it, and, and Ted's like, also, hey, you're looking at the man in the mirror, and it's time that you change your ways. <laughs> and so, cut. And then, are, we, are we allowed to make Michael Jackson references? I think only when it's for comedic purposes. We're not deifying him, oh, so it's probably okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's going to do 39 damage. And, and the, the gloom just grunts and grumbles and yet more tendrils and ooze just come flying off of it. it it is it is displeased and misky it's back to you michael jackson references are okay as long as it's in the context of an evil tentacle monster yeah you know as yeah as god intended misky running out of spells still floating still bark still lubricated is going to cast vampiric touch vampiric touch uh, which is a melee spell, which is going to be, yeah, 27 to hit. That will hit. And does 3d6 necrotic damage. Okay. I can do a 3d6. That's a three. That's a four. That's a, it's only nine damage. 
but I gain those hit points from the the monster. Yeah, you do. And and also you get to see like a, a gross piece of the monster falls off and just like shrivels up and and then sort of turns into powder. It's really gross. Ew. But you have a feeling that that section of the abyss probably will uh, grow very nicely next season. <laughs> well, then uh, I feel good about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Flint, you're back up. Yay. Hey, Flint. Yay. Uh, so uh, Dr. Luke Von Doom reaches out and the one of the lions grabs onto one of his arms and the other one grabs onto the other and he reaches out and he pulls a sword from behind his back and then he slashes across um, the tentacle monster, Dr. Gloom, I guess. <laughs> Professor Gloom. Yeah, I mean, he's he's more of a... He's got his PhD, but he's not a medical doctor. Yeah, he's kind of like a, a graduate emeritus. Uh, and let's see, what damage should this do? Uh, <laughs> if you couldn't guess. tell, I was doing kind. <laughs> I was kind of doing a Voltron type monster type robot. Yeah, I like it. I like I like this. Okay. Yeah. So Doctor Gloom and the the two pauldron lines. The nerdy guy form. with the glasses is grabbing onto something, and the cute girl yeah. in the pink is gonna kick him in the butt. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna roll something, and it is a. 16 plus 8, 24. That'll hit? Yes. Okay, what sort of Voltron damage can I do? (laughs) (laughs) How about this? I roll 1d100. Whatever comes up, we just take it. Divide by 2. You know what? Yeah, divide by 2. I like it. Let's try it. Oh, yeah. I'm happy with that. 67 was the roll. Divide by 2, so 33. Yep, okay. That'll work. I'm into that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is how we play the game sometimes. It's it's this is collaborative. We're all enjoying the battle. <laughs> Voltron damage. Voltron damage. Okay. Does Voltron have a catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I don't think so. I'm, our powers combined. No, nope, Captain, Captain Planet. Voltron. <laughs> oh, Voltron was the defender of the universe instead of just the planet. That's a step up on Captain Planet. Wow. Jeez. And now form the head. Voltron <laughs> should talk to Galactus sometime. Uh, Flint, do you have any other attacks? Uh, oh, yeah. And then Flint actually attacks with the um, double robot guns. Plasma blast. Okay. Does old PB, which we all can remember what that role is. Okay. Uh, with my lefty, uh, that's a 17. With my righty, it's a 22. Righty hits. Lefty does not. Oh, buddy. Ooh, and my righty does a ferocious six damage. All right. <laughs> Gosh, that almost seems impossible. <laughs> yeah, that's that is tough. That is tough to do. Okay. <laughs> Tedson, you're up. Um let me see. I would like to jump into space-time continuum and see if I can reflect through the ether a previous dark matter blast uh into our <laughs> present space to do maximum dark damage to the gloom okay yeah let's roll let's roll a uh roll wisdom <laughs> i don't have much a nine okay uh yeah so you're gonna you're gonna succeed into sort of leaping into the 
into the abyss on the outside. But there are lots of dark matter uh, blasts sort of swirling around because there's a whole lot of negative energy out there. I mean, there's a lot of positive energy too, but you can kind of tell because the negative energy has evident frowny faces drawn on it. And uh, <laughs> so he just so, opened Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> roll the check notifications. Um, yeah. So so roll your dexterity real quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, that'll be a 26. Okay. So you succeed in in basically being able to kind of line up one of these dark blasts and you're going to be able to swing at it with the mirror. So let's just roll a, uh, a d20 plus three and we'll see if you are able to hit the beast. Roll for hit and run. Yeah, that's going to be a seven. Okay. You, you, you do, you take a powerful swing and you, you knock this dark blast across uh across the uh the field and it and it penetrates into the the field of battle where misky and, and flint are misky roll a d20 please a 20 rolls an 18 okay misky you are able to duck under this this dark matter blast that's coming at you flint roll a d20 click 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 roll 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 just natural just regular d yeah yeah no no modifiers Eight. okay the the blast ends up uh, Misky's able to kind of dodge out of the way, but the the dark matter blast that Ted has deflected is going to hit you, and it's going to do twenty damage. Did I hit anything? Did I do good? <laughs> is that you poking your head back out out of the ether? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's the the gloom's turn. The gloom is going to take a take a swing at Misky with its form. And that's going to be a uh, 19 to hit. Hit. Okay. And that's a 19 damage coming at you. <laughs> I have one hit point. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the gloom is going to uh, go ahead and just take a right cross then at Miski. And that is a, uh, an 18 to hit. Uh, no, that's my AC. That's a tie. Okay. Then you, you remain at one hit point. It's going to, uh, in anger... It's going to cast Drown in Darkness again against everyone. That is a 24 to hit. Does that hit everybody? Hit. Oh, that's going to hit. That's uh, that's going to push me up to the edge. Okay. That's, that's 32 that's damage. More than one damage? Okay. Yeah. 32 damage. Misky is in damage. saving throws. 32 damage to everyone. Misky's in saving throws. For the first uh, time ever in this point... entire campaign, someone is actually dead. Or knocked unconscious. Hey, I, I died last episode. First time somebody is dying. That's true. Yeah, you you <laughs> did you died in a very uh, narrative essential way last episode. Flint, <laughs> uh, so Tedson, where are you at? I think I think Flint just has a natural guttural reaction to this. Of he's always thought of Misky kind of as um, a punchline a little bit. Just kind of his friendly like guy and but seeing him actually be injured in such a way creates such pain in him that the uh wings of copermanade the ethereal wings which he's used on a couple of occasions come out and beat hard as a reaction attack against uh the gloom all right roll that reaction as he screams out (sighs) uh during this whole turn misky is uh (laughs) falling back first 
legs up, arms up from where he was in the sky very slowly. So there's plenty of dramatic time for you to do the big, big wing blast. Rolled a dirty 20. Okay, that's going to hit. Yes. And how do we want to play out this emotional damage? We're going to do double damage because you're it's basically like in an like in an orcish rage. So we're just going to go yeah, and we, full bore. And we all know how much damage ethereal wings do. So I don't even need to say it out loud. Well, you're, it's like it, they're like the wings that Archangel has after after Angel has his real mutant wings ripped off. He gets those no, crazy metal rings wings. That doesn't apocalypse. make any sense. And we all remember from uh, X-Men Days of Future Past that that does how much damage? Let's let's say it does uh, roll 2d20. So, if I may, the X-Men Apocalypse that you're talking about, the day that we watched that was Election Day 2016. So it did oh. just a ton of emotional damage. Oh, it was it was just twisting the knife damage. With your, with your rule, he did... 30 damage that way as a reaction. Okay, so that was 2d20 and you doubled it? Oh, I didn't double it. Oh, uh, yeah, double it. I, I rolled a 16 and a 14, so 60 damage. Great. Yep, 60 damage sounds sounds great. All right. Any other attacks, Flint? Oh, that was just a reaction to whatever happened. I don't know whose turn it actually is. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it, yeah, the, the, the thing just finally killed Miski. So it's Miski's turn. Miski, roll your save. Let's Ooh. roll save to see if you I, stay alive. I'm saving while I'm still falling. Dramatically. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dramatic save. Save one is a 12. That's a save. Yay. You're one third closer to not being completely dead, but just unconscious. Okay, Flint. Uh, I feel like I do have a don't let someone die spell. I mean, I got at least three more saving rolls, so... Yeah, Greg, as the player, understands this. Um, but, <laughs> Flint, however, uh, is overcome with with passion and love. Yeah, so Flint just sprints straight towards you. And, oh, I like this spell. It doesn't apply, but it's called Beacon of Hope. And this spell bestows hope and vitality. Okay. That's nice. I could <laughs> use that now. I cast that on Greg. Yeah, Greg. Can, we, can we cast that on everyone? Just, just a general listener. You've been, you've received this spell. I cast it on listener. Okay, so he sprints over to Miski, ignoring the gloom monster, and uh, casts Revivify, which brings Miski's health back up to one. And you touch a creature that has died within the last minute. That creature returns to life with one hit point. The spell can't return to life a creature that has died of old age. <laughs> Nor can it restore any missing body parts. So as long I can't give you your eyes back or your robot eyes or your wood <laughs> eyes. But you are back up to one point. And I hold you, hold your head because I don't want to look at the rest of your naked body. That's, and I, Misky. Misky and all of the my my wings wrap around you to try to revivify you. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> my my uh, goons attack the goon monster. All right, what do the what do your goons do? And then Misky will have a turn because he's a back to life. Uh, my goons, I just roll five d twenties and see what they randomly do, so you can choose who does what. Okay, great. Uh, I rolled a. <laughs> Uh, 27, a 24, a 21, and then the other two miss. So yeah, three hits. 
Yes. Okay. And then those three do, let's say, uh, 12 damage each. Yeah, that seems reasonable enough. <laughs> so the lions bite onto tentacles and hold on. And tentacles? Is that what we described? Yeah, it's like he's like a he's like a just undulating ball of spaghetti. And uh, tentacles. 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 You with the and program, Dr. man. Doom, they're tentacles. Uh, just runs in and lectures the gloom monster on his behavior, which yeah. does emotional damage beyond what he can handle. You think you think you're pretty? I thought I was pretty, and then I got this scar. <laughs> Mm. Eric, do you remember what Tentacool evolves into? Tentacool! <laughs> I'm glad I could contribute. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't get this joke, but I assume it's with the word evolve, context clues, it's a Pokemon? It's a you Pokemon. Got, you you got to catch all of the references, Greg. You got to catch them all. <laughs> you got to catch them all, Craig. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Do, do, do. Uh, okay. do, do, do. Miski, Miski, you you have suddenly be- come back to life. You you probably you were touching the face of whatever concept of God you had, and you were oh, suddenly I was, rested away from that. I had uh, been touched by an angel. Uh, is it be it because I'm I'm back from the dead? Do do we just jump in initiative? Because I think it's Tedson's next. Well, it is, but I'm I'm giving you your turn because you would have been at the top of the order. But I'm giving you your turn now because you're back to life. Uh, and if I recall, uh, Flint is palming my head like a basketball. Yeah, yeah. You're being delicately cradled the way Shaq cradles Penny Hardaway. <laughs> the pu- the puppet Penny from the Sprite commercials. <laughs> yeah. Oh, little Penny. <laughs> little Penny. <laughs> yes, cannon. Oh, that it's basketball cannon. is like a basketball to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 Flint, um, I, it was, it was so, it was so, it was oddly, oddly nice. Um, familiar, right? I, uh, are we, are we still, uh, just like inky, inky squid monster? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. We get, 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 get Ted's in. Tell, tell him I'm dying. <clears throat> Ted's in. sorry i I thought in this deep moment i should be as serious as possible ted's in quick this is his last moment we need you uh great uh i was flying through the ether so i i was not present for the emotional buildup of this scene (laughs) i just kind of lay next to you (laughs) and ask what's up what's up everybody yeah uh go ahead misky Tidzin, um, I I have I have idea, but I need I need two things from all of us. Uh, the, well, the mirror, the the, the hand, hand mirror. You you took through the thing and it maybe came from my pocket. Yes, you have. Uh, yeah, sure, I got that. Okay. Um, do you know what Silfi means? I want you to hold like Silfi. I'm sorry. Do I have to be willing on this one? I I really don't. I, I've been no, very not, bad. No, not it. yet. I need you to hold hold up near her like selfie. Se- selfie. Got it. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, I'm very good at doing that. So, um, <laughs> did did you want me to frame you in the photo with me or just just me? 
Yeah, yeah. So, and then I, Miski kind of positions his head so all three of us are can see ourselves in the mirror, and then he whispers, "Are you healing? I, I need you to be healing." And without uh, wa- waiting, without waiting for a response, Miski <laughs> casts "Hurl Through Hell" into the mirror back at us to send all of us into uh, the <laughs> the nightmarish hellscape of the underworld. And so you do. A, a, a hole opens in the ground of the abyss, and you are all flung down into the deepest recesses of hell, where you had previously spoken with Sheldon, who also turned out to be God and Satan at the same time, but where Amemnifel, the uh, disgruntled angel, had been hanging out. And Amemnifel sees you. Uh, he's standing at a copy machine. He's working on uh, printing out multiple 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 TPS reports <laughs> and he looks up and sees you arrive and says oh what what do you guys want this is this is unusual but hey I I've actually I, I got a promotion so the whole the whole thing really worked pretty well thanks for that can I can I uh, help you with something uh yes I I just I just came through um you remember you remember we we like we met back in um back a little bit ago we we had uh went through a rap session with with you and your you not i okay uh upstairs we have inky blackness of death evil and we were hoping for maybe maybe negotiate like uh what what is word armistice oh. of of like save universe and you can continue making copies and and then you don't have to deal with us anymore we've been down here like three or four times in last few minutes um or maybe maybe is there a manager we can talk to uh well you know actually I've, i've i've been promoted to a level of of kind of making this level of decision so yeah you know i i think i think you're talking about the gloom right because the gloom's like the really basically he's just trying to transcend all good and evil to bring a a total essence of darkness onto all, all planes uh, that exist. Really irritating guy. I mean, he's, he's as bad as this guy and a Mendefell points. And there is a, uh, there's a little demon who kind of looks like Rob Schneider, who is just saying, (laughs) making copies, making copies. I'm in the fell. And then Uh, the fell says, yeah. So, I mean, I, Sure. What? What? How can I help? Well, how about uh, I don't. What is what is valuable currency here? Do you want you want souls? You want us to deal with Schneider? Um, yeah. Listen, Mnfell. You know us. We're the we're the Bobs. Yeah, I rem- I remember. Yeah, you you very very helpful. Great great you, uh, external HR support. We appreciate it. You. You know, you're you're now moving up the ladder because of the advice we gave you, I can only assume. Oh hey, I, I know. I, I feel it every day. I, I look at every morning I look at my poster with the cat hanging from the branch and I say, you know what, I'm in the fail. Uh two more weeks, you're gonna you're gonna move up to management tier three and and then all your problems are gonna be solved. That's right. And then after that, tier four. And you know what? After that, tier five. And then oh, after yeah. that, tier six. And after that, Amemnifel, Tier 7. If you keep working hard, Tier 8. Then Tier 9. And then things get really exciting. Because you're in double digits. You're in Tier 10. I I don't even... 
tier 10 you think i yeah. you think i could make tier 10 well in a uh, millennia or two yeah i think i really think you could you put in the work you'll be there wow you know i i honestly i feel really good like i i feel like i rolled a a natural 20 on confidence right now i'm feeling <laughs> very good about myself yeah yeah confidence isn't one of those things we roll for in in uh, D, but you know good for you uh so <laughs> Here's what we need from you. Uh, all the immortal power of Satan himself to come down crashing onto a blob of purple tentacles and uh, tentacruels, as I've learned recently, and, uh, you know, spare the dragon. That's all I'm going to say. You, you uh, scratch out our tentacle monster, we'll uh, scratch your back. You know, you, you've done so much for me already. I, I'm going to get Sheldon on the line. And uh, and you and you all can can see if you can convince him to help. I mean, I I, I think he he would be uh, he'd be crazy not to help. I mean, don't tell him I said the word crazy because <laughs> you know I I'm, I'm I'm shooting for tier four, you know. But yeah, I, I, I'll get him on the line. Amenthal flies over to a to a an old timey phone that one of those cradle phones that hangs on the wall uh, brings it up. Meh, meh, meh. Eh, eh, eh. Oh yeah, okay. And uh, and suddenly the the ground of hell opens and rising from it is this massive flaming demon and he says oh hey guys uh yeah so you you you're back huh what what do you need sheldon my man hey how are you <laughs> hello oh, great. my 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 hello. young sheldon show got got uh, picked up for another season i'm feeling real good yeah it's bringing misery in all of the world uh, we really thank you for that oh uh, and you are, the, don't even forget the syndication of big bang theory we are raking it in left and right well i i couldn't be more depressed for you uh Bazinga. i think it's a compliment <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so you know uh you know master student gloom uh you know gloom right oh i uh, well look i i'm really familiar with him he's always been an irritant he thinks he thinks the the whole order and structure of the universe doesn't really matter because he can transcend time and space uh it's it's really annoying but he's also pretty slippery have you seen him recently like can, can you get your fingers on him because he's 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 a tough one to grab yeah we yeah, can do what we we've had fingers in each other hey that's that's exactly the kind of thing sheldon likes to hear bazinga bazinga so uh what if we set a sort of uh misky pot because uh this guy seems to have a real take a real fond look at misky uh with his old you know dark magic so i think we could uh get him in the place and the time where you want him and uh you guys could uh, go out behind the oak tree and have some words. Oh, I mean, by if by words you mean I could rain down all the power of heaven and hell on him. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. Uh, he yes, this this exactly what we we're talking about. But if I if I may press issue, uh, this we can only be here until start of next turn. <laughs> um, so I don't. It's difficult to say how long that is. It's it's between like six seconds and two or three hours but um we we're not gonna stay long but we need we would love some help and we would um we we made some wrongs made some bad decisions in in like 19 episodes and it would be really wonderful if you could help us deal with uh with this gloom and 
and and maybe maybe some of some of characters that were less made less bad decisions. Our friend Ted here, Ted, Ted made no bad decisions. And he lost most of mind and most of life. And it would be great if, you, if we could help him get back to where he came from. And, and this, this little, little girl cinnamon from past future times. It would be good if, if they could get back. But, but really, we need help the dispatching gloom. Can you help dispatch gloom? You, you know what? I'm, I'm everywhere. All the time, really, because, you know, I'm God and Satan, so it's kind of a fun, fun little dichotomy. Uh, I'm into it. In fact, I would like to help you. Why don't why don't all three of you just hop on my old shoulders here? Uh, when he wants to grab onto the one of these demonic horns, that sounds like a lot of fun. Let's just let's just pop into wherever you just were. And I'll I'll just, uh, you know, say some brimstony words to to Mr. Gloom for you. <laughs> OK, uh- Climb on and uh, two hands, one horn, just s- huge smile. <laughs> two hands, I... one horn, huge smile. Can't lose. <laughs> I uh, jump put on, it the, on the... Put it on Misky's headstone. <laughs> <laughs> I similarly jump on his back and grab onto the, what I assume is also a halo up there. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got all of it. He's doing everything. Aw, buddy. Tedson? Oh, yeah, I climb climb aboard as well. Okay, great. Uh, Sheldon is going to uh, just continue growing, just going to grow huge, 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 all the way until he he rises out of hell itself through the portal that leads to the swirling arena of the abyss in the heart of the abyss where you were fighting. And he's going to stand face-to-face with the gloom. And the gloom's going to say, Oh, what are you... Well, what are you doing here? I, I didn't ask for your help, and in fact, I, I am more powerful than you are. And Sheldon's going to say, "No, you're not. You're not really powerful at all. You're just, uh, you're just kind of a bully." And we're, I'm just going to deal with it. You know, I'm tired. I've been watching you goof around for a long time, and honestly, I like these three guys. I like the cut of their jib, and I like the cut of the jibs of all the people they've helped. In fact, you know what? The world, in the words of uh, of one Mister Rogers needs more helpers and these are them so uh you're smoting and sheldon's going to reach a finger down right into the middle of the gloom and a a huge uh pulsing glow of white light is going to begin on the inside of the gloom and slowly this this monster is going to pulse and the tentacles are surging and shaking and and then kapow and like so many death stars this gloom explodes, pieces flying everywhere. The special effects budget is is out of this world, guys. This is amazing. You've never seen anything like it. Oh my god! And for some Wait, reason, they've digitally Steven added Spielberg? a weird one line band of energy coming out of it. <laughs> Michael Bay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta you gotta respect the Bay. And <laughs> and the gloom the gloom explodes, and there is this shower of disgusting filth everywhere. And the abyss around you erodes. Uh, the walls start to peel down. And Sheldon sets each of you down on the ground and says, well, looks like my job's done here. I think that you all know exactly what to do now. You have the world and your whole lives ahead of you. Maybe you should go enjoy that vacation. And, and all three of you fall unconscious. And everything in the scene goes white. And you 
all awaken in your beds. You are in the hotel in Luminera on the morning after you arrived from the Dirty Town Transit Hub. Flint, you awaken with a start. You hear a familiar voice in your head say thank you. And you know that it's Copermanad and that this is the last time you're going to hear from her, at least in this form, at least inside your head. And you feel an immense weight lift off of you. Goodbye, friend. As you look around the room, you see that Azarafel is sitting on the windowsill. And just as you as you notice the, the tiny dragon, it starts to fly away. But it leaves you a, a dragon claw that's been carved from a horn. And it's adorned with jewels. And beneath that, you see there's a note. And that note reads, Thank you, friend. You were a noble protector. If you ever need us, all you need is call. We are always family. Uh, and I, I grab the horn and I look it over, uh, placing it into my in, inner jacket pocket. And I look up as he flies away into the into the clouds. And I think uh, a fond memory of him and smile a little bit, knowing that uh, he's going to uh, do something great, I hope. And I look back into the room. The, the room that you look at is not like you remember it's not the the opulent crystalline uh, crazy sort of super uh, high-end structure that it was when you'd first arrived it's it's much more humble there's there's just wood pillars and and you know nice plush beds but it's but it's nothing fancy uh you see that that misky and ted are are sleeping there uh as well as dorian and Bumblesniff and oryx Everyone is, is still fast asleep. And uh, on the nightstand uh, beside you, you see a note uh, written on normal paper. And do you want to look at it? Do you want to read that note? Yeah, I uh, walk over to the nightstand and grab the note. Okay. While that, hearing, yeah. hearing Miss go, There it is. That was it. <laughs> the uh the the note reads dear adventurer in recognition of your amazing achievements protecting the shining lands you are invited for a two-week stay in the rustic charming city of luminera known far and wide as a place of respite peace and simple pleasures please come to the dirty town transit hub for complimentary transportation complete with food and beverage it's a note that you remember but it wasn't worded the same way that you remember it before and it's definitely not on the crystalline paper that you recall from the first time when you received the note. Um, and do I have any change of my memory? Like, is my memory intact? Is everything? Yeah, you you, rem okay. you remember everything. Yeah, you remember everything. You you notice that all of this is different, um, but you recognize all of your friends, even though you recognize that at the moment in time where you are, you you didn't know them as friends yet. They weren't. They weren't part of your party. They were just strangers who had also been invited on this adventure. Uh, I uh, leave the note on the nightstand and I uh, stealthily walk out of the room and down downstairs to wherever courtyard there might be to look for the uh, complimentary breakfast. Okay. So you, as you exit, um, Misky and Ted, you both wake up as well, as well as the rest of the party. What do you, what do, you do in this room? <clears throat> guys, guys, shh. Oh, wait, I, I guess we already awoke everyone, but 
I think we're we're in the courtyard, Marriott, and if I recall, just don't get the waffles. But the rest of it, it's not so bad. Let's go. I invite them all with me. Okay. Miski and Tim, what do you got? Um, his mind is reeling a little bit from hopping through space-time and back to the underworld and then back through space-time and then back to Luminera. So presently, he's just going to blindly obey, trying to make sense of which identity is presently occupying his body. Okay, cool. Tedzin is kind of sleepwalking. Miski? So Miski has full memories, um, is waking up, knowing knowing everything that's happened, who's around him. Miski had a real hard time holding on to reality through <laughs> through much of the the last tale of the adventure. Um, so Miski takes a minute. He turns to Tedson and Flint. Friends, fit, fit was that was Missy. It was not fun, but I appreciate you both. I appreciate all of adventures we have been on. I will catch up with you with waffles in breakfast in just a moment. But thank you. Uh, and then Miski finds a piece of paper. He writes down a note to to himself. Takes a minute, and then the 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 mirror. What was it? The abyss, abyssal mirror. Yeah, the mirror of dark. Yeah, the mirror of dark. Uh, he he takes out the mirror of dark, and he holds it up, and uh, he Misky casts feeble mind into the mirror of dark to cast it back upon himself. Oh wow! Uh, to try to expunge his whole experience and revert back to a younger self. Okay. Uh, so he's stunned. He he's back in bed. And he's going to take a minute to uh, to come back to. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I will I will lend you that the spell works and Miski uh, is able to forget pretty much everything that's happened. After some time passes, uh, well, in Flint, Flint, you were you've you've left the hotel, I believe. Uh, outside, you see that the the city of Luminera is not as you remember it. It it, it is still large and bustling, but there's no crystalline skyline there are no great buildings it's it's just this humble stone and straw and wood town there are still tourists everywhere they're they're coming to the tiered pools which are still naturally occurring they they come to the dream cavern to to gamble they go to the gardens to experience the the peace and joy of the font of the flora and fauna and they're even touring the museum of peace which uniquely now is a museum dedicated entirely to High Administrator Cayenne's idea that all races in this land could live together and could actually live in peace and in harmony. You see that the people are smiling and they're happy. They're just living their lives. Um, Many of them are dancing and singing even as they go about their daily tasks and jobs. There are no bear guards. You don't see any fancy mystical lights lighting the path. Um, Misky, if, if you were, if you were to look out the window, you would see no purple shimmer. There is no purple here anymore. There is no abyss in the distance. You see the astrolabe ruins crumbling from when they were nearly opened years and years ago. 
something that you had all stopped from happening simply by intervening with with a message of of what was to come. The cave behind them is sealed. There's only just a, a, a rock face on the mountain behind them. And you see the, uh, the, the entirety of the city around you is, is beautiful. It's peaceful. It's idyllic. And if, if you go down to the, to the uh, dining room of the hotel, any, any food you eat is, is delicious. It's, it's possibly the best food that you've ever eaten in your entire life. I try the waffles. The waffles are <laughs> plus 50 delicious. Oh, yes. And do, how long do I have to wait for them? You didn't have to wait. They were there when you got there. And every time you think of waffles, they are just there. And I think, you know, for all that Crystal City had, man, they had some shit waffles. <laughs> <laughs> if if there's uh, more we can do now, I would like to uh, see, I would like to go to the Den of Og and see see the haunt and see if there's more people around. But if you wanted to finish it up at some point between oh no that uh, th- yeah that'll work you can uh you you can proceed to the den of og um okay uh, and so let me try this so i uh call over one of the um uh, workers here at the uh, marot um, hotel <laughs> and the courtyard marot and i uh tell them you know up in room 237 there's a, a group of people who will be coming down shortly and uh, just let them know to meet me over at the Den of Og and uh, anytime they want for an afternoon drink. And so I, I trek over there. Okay. So Flint heads over there. Miski and Ted, will you, will you be heading that way? I'm going to stay at the buffet and eat until I come to. Okay, cool. So yeah, you'll, you'll eat for like 40 minutes and then you'll, you'll suddenly <laughs> remember Mostly you'll just remember who you used to be and that you're actually really stoked to finally be on vacation. Miski? Uh, yeah, after, uh, after I'm done eating, then I think I'll just uh, make my way around the resort uh, with no real urge to feel anything, just kind of enjoying things as they come along. Okay, I like that. Uh, so Miski, Miski is up. Uh, Miski walks into the Den of Og. And he is bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and he's feeling great. And he, Flint, you're at the bar? Yes. Uh, Miski rolls up and grabs a seat. And he, hello, friends. Hi. Uh, my name is Miski. Um, I, I would love, love beverage. Um, he turns to Flint and goes, hi, who? Who are you? My my name Miski, and uh, I I I have I have weird dreams, but uh, I'm here. Do you do you know what where we are? What what is town? Where where are we? Well, Miski, I'm Flint. I'm your best friend. <laughs> the bartender's name is Tuck. Down there at the end. He's a, uh, your next closest friend. His name is Clark, son of Emmer. And we're here to have a hell of a good time. Let me buy you a drink, Sweet. bud. I love drink. I, I, I wake up, uh, wake up just, just down block. And uh, I have note. It's weirdest note. I don't, it, it, it feels like my handwriting. And it, it's, here, here, let me, 
let me show you. And Misky sets out a note, and the note scribbled out says, here, let me just, let me, let me read it. Maybe you can help make sense for me. Uh, Flint, you, you say best friend? We, you, you know Misky. Okay, the, the note, note says, Misky, that's me, Misky, you have a job is an art model in Dirty Town. You have caused much harm, but you fixed most of it, and you should be proud. Be happy, bring joy, do good, and be best. Also, fuck Luminera. <laughs> Your friend, and also yourself, Miski. Does, does, this, does, does this make sense, Flint? You know, Miski, it, it does, but let, let me let me distill that, that point down for you. Just one more drop. I think there's a missing comma, and I think it should be fuck Luminera. In the in the den of Og, you see uh, Del Monte and Casey Junes and Captain Cloud all sitting around. They're they're sharing drinks. Grayson is is overly eagerly buttling around them, trying to bring them drinks and things. Uh, the aforementioned Clark, son of Emmer, raises a stein. You see the candy core passing through the bar, singing a song of adventure and excitement. Uh, you see that just beyond the bar outside, there is there's a stage set up roughshod. And Kenny Fantastico, the child actor, and his grandmother Esmeralda, are, are on the stage as he prepares uh, a series of dramatic monologues that he'll perform for the crowd. You even see Stella Mechanique, the, the mostly automaton wizard, emerge from a small house uh, just across from that stage uh, with a gaggle of sorcery students in tow, and she's smiling. As you enjoy these drinks together in the bar, uh, Ted's and I, uh, Ted's and have you arrived at the bar yet? Or are you, are you just wandering the town? Cause it's, it's good either way. Uh, yeah, I'm still wandering. Okay. So yeah, as, as, as you wander the town, you, you run across high administrator cinnamon and Orpheus and they meet up with you, Ted, they, they welcome you. They give you a, a huge pile of, of uh, coins and chips to enjoy all of the different amenities of the town. And Cinnamon uh, attempts to tell you the story of her father, Cayenne, but I, I venture that you're probably not that interested and might walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, um, I'm actually kind of like grateful to see these guys. It's a weird feeling of nostalgia rather than the hostility that uh, Orpheus normally arises uh, within me. So Okay. Well, great. Then, yeah, then you, then you stand and you listen as, as Cinnamon and Orpheus recount the story of her father, High Administrator Cayenne, who built this humble and simple city after being visited by a band of noble heroes who had traveled through time and space to protect him and the people of this town from a, a hidden evil, and that their bravery and intelligence and courage inspired him to try to build a place of collaboration and cooperation where everyone working together would uplift each other. And you, you hear too that, that he learned from this group of traveling adventurers that the only power that he or anyone else has ever needed was each other. And then Cinnamon turns to you, Ted, 
and says, It's funny, and I'm sure it's just a trick of the light, but you do look quite familiar. So having recollected not only this lifetime, but the time spent in the ether and the void, and even the lifetime previous, I've come to understand that this is just another iteration of a familiar story, thus evoking feelings of nostalgia and, and welcoming rather than hostility. So I smirk back at Cinnamon and just shrug and say, maybe I just have one of those faces. Reach my hand out and introduce myself as Theodore Zinfandel, and I'm excited to explore her city. <laughs> Very nice. We're going to let a little bit of time pass, your vacations pass, some of your lives pass. And we're just going to do a quick little uh, Animal House-style coda for each of the characters. So just imagine that uh, some text pops up on the screen. On a still frame? Oh, yeah. Oryx, the dragonborn, now living high in the mountains above Dirty Town, lives a humble life of hunting and gathering, maintaining a loving home with his partner, Epax, and occasionally tasting battle as a sellsword. Eventually, Oryx and Epax adopt a couple of goblins, and raise them as their own. Dorian the Glorious, having spent many years creating books that were mostly ghost-written and discussing his fame and prowess in battle all over the Shining Lands. He has gatherings and rallies that were well attended by loving devotees who waved banners of his family crest and screamed the moment that he took the stage. And eventually Dorian decided to run for president of the Shining Lands on a platform of, well, him being the best. But luckily, he lost the election to a more qualified candidate and returned to his career of discussing his own fame and prowess. Bumblesniff, who lived her whole life in Luminera's past after being thrown out into the Shining Lands from the Abyss, which is a lot like the way Captain America has his life in the Final Avengers movie, but, you know, not aging as fast because she's a dope-ass gnome sorceress. She became the High Sorceress Supreme of Dirty Town and lives a life of leisure, wealth, and happiness, traveling all over the lands for speaking engagements and the occasional lightning bolting of society's seedier elements. Sad that she wasn't able to help during the final battle, she continually donates one-third of her earnings to causes chosen by Miski, Flint, and Tedson, and reluctantly but consistently does magic tricks at any children's parties that you all invite her to. Sir Peter of Falk, opened his own detective agency, and after 20 more years of investigating, he started to write mystery novels under the nom de plume Dashield Helmet. <laughs> Clark, son of Emmer, still hangs out at the Den of Og, waiting to help any traveler in need of a heavy hammer, and Stella Mechanique, finally free of her fear of darkness, overtaking the land, runs a wood spirit sanctuary to preserve the natural beauty of the forests and the plain. Now, what is Miski up to? Motivated by his apparent note to himself, Miski returns to Dirty Town and resumes his past occupation as a part-time nude art model and finds an unreasonable amount of joy in it, much more than the the, the resources it provides him uh, as just a two hours a week of just giggling in front of strangers, not understanding uh, anything about the concept of nudity, but just being in front of new friends. And is uh, while, while he loves that, he is haunted every night by 
dreams of something purple, <laughs> some element of purple that doesn't doesn't belong, doesn't exist, um, that just plants a seed in the back of his mind. So he is always on on a sort of curious lookout for a purple ethereal glow in in the world that he'll he'll get just out of the corner of his eye or sort of emanate from just a moment of dishonesty from a student or or anything out of the ordinary and he doesn't know what it is but he he knows that it's something that he will learn about in the future okay and what is flint up to uh if misky's okay with this i think that flint sees in misky a desire for connection at that bar meeting and at first it was like oh yeah we're best friends and then he over time it just becomes that misky who is this from what i can tell is this person who would otherwise not have a home just kind of stays in the extra room and in flint's home and you know some of the time it's a no no misky we're not having beets for dinner there's no purple in our food it's okay and uh, sometimes it's a you know misky disappears for a few days and you know, it's mostly he's just made a new friend, I think. And so Flint just goes about his business, not as Misky's care, caretaker so much as just a, I think that he's, he, he originally thought that he would be there to like take care of Misky, but having lost Copermanad, uh, he almost needs that second person in his life just uh, consistently. And having, rather than having someone who's demanding something of him, it's just someone who's just giving of everything and so it's just a really nice refreshing thing that uh flint has become almost addicted to and so with a a, just a a low level stream of consciousness uh telepathic link (laughs) that's right that's right just enough that where it's like i think he's reading my thoughts again but i don't know if he knows he's reading my thoughts (laughs) (laughs) who rescued who uh, yeah <laughs> that's right i don't know if misky is the rescue dog or i'm the rescue dog at this point but i think they uh just just live together and and uh, most of flint's uh, occupation is um training adventurers in in the art of research and understanding their foe and, and uh, finding uh, that next adventure but he hasn't really uh, straight too far from where he lives now and What's Tedzin been doing? I would say Tedzin coming to grips with this reiteration of reality is just trying to have fun with it. Again, his need, his kleptomania has uh, subsided as he is no longer trying to fill that void with thrill and riches uh, and wealth, but trying to find an internal wealth that he, he couldn't find before. So making friends around Luminera taking art classes, going on on jogs, and getting really into birding. And in this new utopia, really just trying to find unnecessarily a purpose. It's just the joy and the little things.
Roll for Blank features performances by Greg Corbin, Zimmy Joe, Jason Ling, Shannon Page, Corey Palencia, Eric Palencia, Rex Roberts, and me, Nate Regolia. I also wrote this RPG campaign. Theme music features public domain samples by Dan Lucas, Level Clearer, and Northern 87 via FreeSounds. If you like RPGs too, support their makers and get rolling. I like the idea that Tedson has decided to take art classes and then one day sees a, na- a naked miski that he has to draw a picture of. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately reclasses and just starts stealing everything. Yeah, this this is you're describing the post credit scene that happens.